Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to the Never Heard of It podcast. A Night Shift Radio original. Every week we bring you the good, the bad, the weird, and lesser known streaming movies. Hit subscribe for new episodes every Thursday and Sunday. Comrade Rico. <laughs> oh, this, uh, this is a bloody good time. Bloody good. Bloody. <laughs> not, as, not as bloody as I uh, maybe thought it was going to be. No. Uh, but there is a lot of talk of and showing of blood, but not in a violent way. That's true. Except for like once. Damn good, bloody good, damn good time. Damn good, bloody good time, <laughs> real, real. Um, yeah. yeah. I was still thinking, so we actually watched a, a movie just... Yeah, just at random last night, just just for fun. I think I think Ellen found it on uh, on Prime. Actually, uh, have you seen How It Ends? No, but I've heard about it. You, I think you would enjoy it. Like it, it feels like it would have fit really well into that Apocalypse Month that I missed like half of last year. Um, yeah, because it was uh, you know twenty twenty one. So like it probably actually would have just come out uh and it is apocalypse story that basically uh an asteroid is going to impact um presumably like literally right in la uh at 2 a.m and so everyone knows this is their last day and they're just going to be fucking vaporized i'm like how first of all how big is this asteroid uh they don't tell us uh so the only implication that we we know for sure that the people in the impact zone obviously are going to die and like you know even the 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 asteroid that killed the dinosaurs didn't do it all at once so presumably everyone else in the world is just going to have a real bad few months um but these fuckers just they're going to die instantly so it's kind of like a uh, a little bit of like defeatist accepting reality uh but it is very clearly a covid film too and it, it feels like they literally just went like cast a bunch of actors like basically whoever they could get a hold of like i don't know how the lists work but it kind of feels like b and c list uh yeah. however that w- actually works uh but it basically just feels like they they got a hold of a bunch of people and be like can we come to your house have you step outside and talk to us at a distance uh and then we're gonna fuck off and most of the film is uh it's Zoe Lister Jones and Kaylee Sp- Spaney, Spaney, uh, as a you know Liza and her younger self. It's kind of like a projection of her inner child, sort of thing, just wandering around the city of Los Angeles together, uh, just like it, dead empty streets. I'm like, this is definitely a COVID film. <clears throat> the only weird exception is that there's one scene at the end where like it's it's outdoors, but like it's a big party, and where like. Every other scene, like the only two characters that get closer than like a table apart are Zoe and Kaylee, young and and real, quote unquote, Liza. Uh, Everyone else is like, you know, well distanced, except at this party, they're kind of all over each other. So I'm like, is that like the last scene they filmed? And it was like after restrictions were lifted and they just kind of went nuts. But like, it just, it felt really incongruent, especially like they're very clearly practicing COVID protocols throughout this whole film. Uh, and then in just this one scene, they're like, fuck it. The only thing I can think of is it also kind of looked like it was just a VFX composite of like, they just filmed a bunch of couples together and then just composited them all into the scene. And I don't know if that's true. I haven't read any of the, like the factoids or anything like that, but, uh, pretty, pretty wild cast. Uh, Zoe Lister-Jones, like I said, um, Whitney Cummings, uh, Finn Wolfhard, Nick Kroll, um, Fred Armisen, uh, Helen Hunt's in it, like half the cast of Always Sunny. 
Uh, wow. Olivia Wilde, That's, Paul Downs. This is an amazing cast. It's an amazing cast. And it's like, actually, like, it, a little bit, it got me a little bit in the fields, too. So, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah was, I mean, you know, the... Yes. The idea of impending apocalypse, yeah. uh, you know, kind of was, was that face you with your own mortality. Well, and it was also like, they, like it, it, it's the kind of thing where it felt like when this was written, it probably flowed real easily from the pen because there was that whole attitude of like, well, this is it. Everything's over. And, and especially I imagine like in LA, in Hollywood, like we're not doing anything. Like it just kind of feels like the world came to a stop. Uh, but yeah, well written, like quirky, fun, and gets you in the feels a little bit, a little like you know, journey of like trying to settle one's regrets before the end, uh, sort of thing. Very out art house indie darling sort of thing, uh, but very fun. Definitely recommend it. That that is pretty interesting. And here's another fun fact: uh, Plan B, uh, which is on Hulu, mm -hmm. made by uh, the American High uh, Production Company, was actually the first uh covid film to go back into production really yeah yeah they they basically helped develop the covid standards using that film as a as like a test model that's wild yeah yeah it was a huge ordeal like hulu you know obviously was deeply involved but you know it was that's how they decided you know how much extra money do they allocate how do you do it like how do you get your actors together you know, like you do testing, you know, how often do you testing and stuff like that? Yeah. All of that was figured out with, uh, with plan B. Yeah. So, which is ironic for the title because it kind of was a plan B and it was like, well, either we don't make movies or plan B Yeah, we do, <laughs> but like this. That's, that is so wild. And it was a great film too. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find, like the trivia doesn't say anything about the the party scene, so like I don't know if maybe they just managed to get enough people who had like properly like bubbled uh, that they could get them together and like it's okay we're outside, but like I know I remember that like even when we were watching uh, what was the what was the love story the 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 two young Indian folks. seven days seven days yes um, you know even then like they like even in like establishing a relationship never got closer than like a foot apart. And like these people were, were like, like through a door yeah. for some of it too. Yeah. yeah. So like, it's, it's really interesting. And I, I'm curious uh, what the, I, I would love to talk to someone who was involved in the, the production of this, but yeah, written and directed by Zoe Lister Jones and Daryl wine, oh. uh, wine, wine, whatever her husband. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. So, th so the COVID protocols for all of that is, uh, so they zone out people. Mm. So, um, so basically like camera and like actors and director is like one zone. Mm -hmm. And then like the gaffers are a separate zone. And then like the other, you know, like everybody's kind of zoned out. And the, so basically it's like one zone goes in and does their job, leaves. And then the next zone comes in and does their job. Everybody has to be masked and everybody gets tested, you know, three, three or more times a week. Yeah. Um, and basically if you have a fever or if you test positive, you're gone. Yeah. Um, Smart. And that's, yeah. And uh, vaccines were required um, for all uh, actors yeah. um, specifically because they had, they were working without masks. So there was, there was all sorts of, there's a lot of crazy strict rules. You have a COVID and compliance officer. There's that you have a COVID compliance officer and another COVID um, medic uh, who is, their job is literally just making sure that everybody is following the rules, masks are on at all times, you know, uh, you know, they're not going out after work, like those sort of things. Like there's very strict rules about it and they're still somewhat in place today. Um, there's still like a COVID compliant officer still needs to be on staff. Mm -hmm. Um, at least as of the last I knew it might, it might be more relaxed now. Cause I think we're getting to the point where it's just kind of a, you know, if you get it, you get it type thing. Which, uh, that's, that's like an, the flu. Yeah. That's another discussion in and of itself. But like, it's, it's good to hear right. that, that those uh, things were in place. Uh, yeah. but that's, we're not here to talk about how it ends. Uh, but we are here to talk about a movie that technically ended in 2020, uh, but was released in 2019, so didn't have to follow COVID protocols. Yeah. <laughs> so it was really weird. So that being said, hello and welcome to the Never Heard of It podcast. I'm your host, Michael Fight, And I'm the immortal Sabrina Buckets. 
<laughs> so uh, today we're talking about the movie Comrade Dracula, which uh, in IMDb it's listed uh, it's listed as Comrade Draculik or Draculik uh, of Tars in the, the Hungarian. Yes, yeah. So whatever, yeah. There's there's a but IMDb. If you just type in Comrade Dracula, um, it, it comes up mm -hmm. right off the bat. Yeah. So uh, you'll you'll be easy to find it. Um, so this movie is uh, a Hungarian film. Um, takes place seemingly across a couple of different places. Um, you know, we we have the idea of like Vietnam connection people uh, coming into Hungary. Yep. They go through Austria. Um, they're in Budapest. Yep. Uh, and they talk about uh, Russia, Moscow. Yeah. So this very much a Cold War era. The Vietnam War is ongoing. Um, the um, the Soviet Union is still in in full strength quote unquote. Uh, Hungary is of course still a part of that. And we have multiple references to the revolution of 56, which I'm, if I'm not mistaken, is referring to uh, Cuba. Uh, Cause I know that they do mention yes. uh, the, like one of like some of the, the men from the party, the communist party in the USSR being involved in the Cuban revolution with Castro and Che, et cetera. So yeah. we have all of our, our links to, to the communism of the era established we, we know our time period. We know our, our overall tone. This is the kind of the, um, and like, it's funny. Like if I didn't know this was Hungarian, uh, I, I would assume that the tone was written explicitly by Americans to show how bleak the USSR was. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, you know, it was really weird because, you know, obviously everybody in the film, because of the time era that it's set in, they're all communists, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Their uh, spy agency are all communists, like all the the ambassadors and the um, the you know all the people in it are are full on communists, and they get questioned about their loyalty, yeah. um, you know, specifically to Russia um, and you know the communist movement. So it's really interesting to see it from that side of things, um, to you know to see like what I mean. Obviously, this is a caricature of what it is like was actually like yeah because in this movie vampires are real and as we know not the case okay so one thing that i want to kind of get off my chest before we even like get too much farther so you just said in this movie vampires are real we've established this movie is set in hungary uh i'm gonna pull up my 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 map here to make sure that my geography is correct but if i'm not mistaken hungary uh, is maybe, uh, or is it, is it Hungary? It was Hungary at the yeah, time. Hungary. Yeah. I can never remember because it was Austria, Hungary it's or Hungary. And words, words are hard. Countries are hard. Geography is hard. Uh, but okay. I was right. Hungary and Romania are neighbors. Who is the most popular vampire of all time? Vlad Tepes. Edward Cullet. Oh, oh sorry. Mm. <laughs> you actually, you actually might be right if we're if we're being yeah. honest. <laughs> we're being honest. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and and where was our boy Dracula from? Romania. Romania. Uh, it it like it honestly doesn't feel like people in Hungary would have to do a lot of research on vampire lore. It feels like something that like people would inherently know from the region since it, a sure. lot of it was born in that region. I don't know. Maybe that's, uh, maybe that's overly judgmental on my part, but it just seems like, you know, you, you lost me as soon as you had to go to the library to look up books about vampires. I, you know, I feel like that's kind of like if you came to America or if you were an American living in anywhere in Europe and were like, yeah, so Bigfoot. And they'd be like, what the fuck is that? And they'd be like, you know, Bigfoot. And they'd be like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> all you'd have to do is call it by one of its other names from all around the world, man. Like these things are known. Like <sighs> I'm being, I'm being too judgmental. I really am. <laughs> I think you're being pedantic. <laughs> being, that's, yes, that's I'm being pedantic. <laughs> uh, but I just, you know, it just, it irks me because they would know about vampires and like, yeah. That honestly, like, I, I don't know how I feel about whether or not the people believe. I think, like, not believing in vampires would be perfectly reasonable. But not knowing about them seems suspicious. But, but you know, then again, uh, we, um, you know, how many zombie movies have we watched where they've never seen a zombie before? They don't even use the word zombie. Yeah, okay, all right. So, as the saying goes, it is unreasonable to expect the characters to know what genre of film they're in. 
But yeah, but zombies are a more like I don't you know it doesn't matter it doesn't matter none of this fucking matters <laughs> this movie was awful. <laughs> I'm just trying to fill up air because this movie was fucking terrible. <laughs> so uh, the IMDb description for this is long, and I'm not going to read all of it, but we'll kind of skim through a bit of it. So first off, vampires are among us. A vampire is among us and seemingly the only one and nobody believes that he's actually a vampire. But anyways, mm -hmm. but no need to worry. The Hungarian secret police are after them and beyond the usual spy gadgets, they even use garlic to repel the beast. Hungary in the 70s, comrade Fabian, the Hungarian hero of the Cuban revolution, comes home to take part in a blood drive for Vietnam, the communist sister nation of Hungary. Um, but something is wrong with the old comrade. He looks like a 30-year-old, has a cool demeanor, and drives a fire-red Mustang. First off, he definitely looks like a 50-year-old, but okay. Yeah, I mean, he's... Maybe 40s. He looks younger than he should be, especially when we see him, you know, side by side with his other comrades from the revolution. Sure. Uh, but he does... Yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't it, say 30. 30 is pushing it. Because, like, he, that dude looks older than us, and we're in our 40s. He is 30 <laughs> if Casper Van Dien was in high school in Starship Troopers. That's, that's how I'll believe exactly. that. <laughs> uh, so a, a, a young couple who work for the secret police are assigned to monitor the stranger. So, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the rest of the movie. Um, but so, yeah, so our, our young couple uh, who is uh, Birdie and uh, Laszlo. Um, Laszlo. Laszlo. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, they 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 refer oh, to him as Lacey, but yeah, Laszlo was his name. Uh yeah. and I just, well they refer to her as Birdie, but her name is uh Magyar Maria. Yeah. Uh and I just when when you said Laszlo, I was thinking about uh what we do in the shadows and I was like, wait a second, yeah. I didn't make that connection in the movie. I yeah. made I mean I made the connection because like the vampire kind of looks like he he could fit in with that cast uh, oh, totally. if he played up the comedy suave bit a little bit. Uh, yeah. But I wasn't or thinking like a about vampire it. stuck in the seventies. Yeah, you know, or the well, I guess the yeah seventies. Yeah, but like I, I didn't make the connection with the name until just now. Yeah, um, yeah. So so that's the other thing. So I guess we're assuming that uh, the uh, Laszlo is is thirty. Because he survives till 2020, mm -hmm. and we see him as a very old man. Um, so obviously, he would be in his 80s or 90s. He's, yeah, he's, uh, at that point, he's definitely old. And they uh, they they go to great pains to age him up, and uh, he looks pretty bad. But they also kind of give us a a little bit of additional justification for how bad he looks because at one point uh, we, we learned that in his later life, he trips and falls face first onto a grill and has to get plastic surgery. That's a very weird character detail to include in the like, what happened to them after scene. In like the final two minutes of the movie, they're like, okay, so also <laughs> he slipped and fell on the, they were like, wait, why is that relevant? But you know, stay with me. That's why he looks. So away i guess <laughs> it's important to mention at this point that this film is uh stated to be a comedy fantasy horror by M imdb um and the entire time watching this and like moments like the 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 addition of him like supposedly tripping and falling into a girl i think we're supposed to like uh to indicate this uh throughout watching it i got the impression that it was supposed to be a comedy but i really think that like Maybe just the translation was really bad. I, I don't want to go in on the writing because I don't speak Hungarian, so I can't say if, if it's accurate or not. But, like, let me tell you, like, none of the lines fucking landed for me at all. No, you know, and, that, and to that point, I didn't, uh, I didn't even see any things that were jokey. Like, there was no, like, set-up punchline jokes maybe the jokes were like obscure references and we're supposed to be like oh yeah. ha, ha because communist russia i get it yeah. like that's a that's a jibe at them or something uh but i i could not you know again like you said maybe it's a cultural thing yeah but there were no like joke moments to me was it quirky it tried to be yeah it definitely it definitely lived in that sort of like 
kind of quirky world, but I don't think it truly knew it didn't land exactly where they genre it out to be, right? Because it's not really horror. No. Because no real I mean, aside from the fact that it's a vampire, but it doesn't really do anything the whole movie. Um, we never see him, we only once see him suck on any's, anybody's blood, and it's to save their life. Mm-hmm. Um, he is drinking blood, but it's drinking blood that was donated to a blood bank, and he's stealing that. Yeah. So that's not really, it's not really bad. I mean, he shouldn't do it legally, but like, he's not killing people. No. You know, like he's running the blood bank, and he even gets permission to take the blood from the bank at one point, too. So it was just like... What is what is the joke? What is your genre? Like, what are you trying to be? Like, I want to know, like, if anyone happens to listen to this and, like, understands Hungarian or understands the culture of Hungary or maybe has like, any other knowledge of this film in its original intent, I want to know, like, did it work in its original language? And was it just, like, badly translated? Because, like, I got to say, like, there's... There's a lot of stuff that like just just didn't work for me. Also, uh, a handful of just like real casual racist remarks, uh, and just like just really didn't sit well with me. Yeah, there was a couple, um, and that could I mean benefit of the doubt that could have been translation yeah. things where like it's not offensive in Hungarian, uh, but it was offensive. They refer to a, a Vietnamese girl as yellow face. Mm-hmm. As a yellow-faced girl. There's, um, there's a moment where uh, Laszlo, Lacey, whatever, is like, you've never seen a white man before? And I'm like, okay, there's no context for that because everyone in this film, except for the Vietnamese uh, ambassadors, are white. Uh, yeah. And then, like, later on, there's a, a, a passing moment where the, the vampire's trying to get, like, someone to join him. He's like, we can go to, like, Uganda or, like, somewhere else. I forget where. And she explicitly, in the translation, says... I'm not interested in Ugandan blood. I'm like, you yeah. You chose to ignore the other suggestion and explicitly state you weren't interested in, okay, all right, you know what? Yeah, I think I think the other place was a city in Uganda. Maybe, I don't I don't. I think remember. it was like this city, Uganda. But I, I mean, I saw the name, but I don't recognize, I, I don't know cities it's, in Uganda. There was, so. there was a comma, so maybe that's what it was. I was taking it as, yeah. as two different places. I recognized like the name, but out. didn't remember where it was from. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, it could have been like, maybe it was the, the what is the capital city of Uganda? God, I'm just going to do like geography research this whole episode. <laughs> that's welcome to the Never Found It podcast <laughs> where we find all the cities and countries. Uganda you Kampala is Kampala. And he did say Kampala, Uganda. Kampala, so, Uganda. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, he says, let's go to U- Uganda. And she makes a point. I'm not interested in Ugandan blood. Um, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but it doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those where you're like, did you, you know, like, oh, because I don't want to hurt those people. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But like, contextually, yeah. it didn't feel that way. Or like, yeah, it was, it was, was a little weird. Was you, Uganda ever communist? And maybe that's why he suggested, because like, I was trying to figure, like, what is the specific reason to suggest that if not to set up a racist punchline? Like, that's, it's, Again, I, I, I wish I understood in the original language to know if I'm just being like overly critical or if like if it deserves my anger. Right. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. and, you I know, don't know. And these are, you know, again, these are very cultural things. So maybe people in Hungary are like, I don't know what you mean. Like we that's just not specifically what it means. hate Uganda. Like yeah, <laughs> everywhere else is fine. Like and it's, it's Uganda not, fought against communist yeah, like, Hungary or something. Yeah, like maybe it's like it's not African people. It's specifically the Ugandans we hate. Like I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe <laughs> that could be a historical context we don't have uh, here in America. Yeah. So and it's like I, I just this this movie like leaves out so much context if you don't if you don't already know. So. Yeah, which I mean, it is a Hungarian film. It so, is. I know. You it's, know it's, not, it's not meant for it's us. It's not meant for us. I know, but here we are anyway. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, that being said, there is, you know, there is a lot of moments in this movie where I'm like, that could be set up for a joke, but it didn't happen as a joke. Mm-hmm. It didn't leave time for an audience member to laugh. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not uh, how, like, it was very, it was very interesting. The writing in this movie is is very interesting in the fact that it's very like 
we're going to do a thing. I'm going to go do a thing. Hey, I did the thing. And there's no like nuance or quirkiness or like, there's no like uniqueness put into the, the situation that's happening, which is a very, you know, unique situation. It's a vampire, you know, they're basically stalking out this vampire one to prove that he's a vampire. Mm -hmm. And then two, the goal of this is that they want him to bite uh, one of the uh, ambassadors uh, who she will then go and bite the leader, the Soviet leader of Russia. Comrade Brezhnev. Uh, so yes. we have this subplot where the like local leader of the party uh, or of the intelligence organization, or maybe that's both, I don't know, uh, is receiving phone calls from uh, the head of the party in Moscow who is ailing. He is sick, he is old, and he like he's like, I've accomplished all of these great things. Uh, like, I've wrestled 200 bears. I don't know. He's, he said shit like that. Uh, he said, hunt, hunted down 200 bears. Uh, but, I'm, you know, now I want eternal life, and you have to find it for me, or I'll, you know, if, you know by Christmas, or I'll throw you in the gulag or something like that. And I'm like, oh, Okay, yeah. that is that is a very specific goal and ultimatum, uh, and so that that comrade uh, Eshve, uh, I believe was his name, uh, then sets the local uh, intelligence services on locating this vampire so that they could do it. But the actual agents on the ground don't know about that plan, so it's very disconnected. Uh, they just think that they're trying to spy on this weird ambassador or this weird comrade, you know, this war hero who showed up and like figure out why he doesn't seem to age. What is the secret? Yeah. He, he doesn't age and he only wants to do things at night. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the other thing. Cause he says he, he, you know, uh, after the Cuban revolution, they said he, uh, um, ended up with a pro uh, against the sun. Yeah. Basically, which I would love to have heard more about like, what happened to Comrade Fabian in Cuba that he returned with the uh, an allergy to UV and an aversion to things like garlic and religious symbols and whatnot? Uh, like that sounds like it could have been a really interesting story. Like, were there vampires in Cuba? Were the vampires fighting for or against the regime? Like, were like. Like, did he like stumble into a jungle somewhere else? Like, like, tell me, tell me more. Like, I want, I want the backstory, and it fucking better be better than Michael Morbius's backstory. I, <laughs> I would love a story about Cuban vampires, right? I think you know, because like vampires are often portrayed as white. Mm-hmm. You know, they're often portrayed as the European, the you know, the Romanian, the yeah. Transylvanian. They're they're uh, either white people, Eastern European white people, or they're just straight up monsters most of the time. Yeah. So I would love to see. You know, I think uh, you know to its credit, um, uh, Twilight did a good job of diversifying uh, the. Um, the vampire lores. I mean, there was a couple, there was like one black vampire. Oh, there was a couple of black vampires. Yeah. Uh, you know, so like, but everyone else was basically white. Um, so that was cool to be like, oh, cool. Other vampires. Yeah. You know, and of course we've got like, uh, um, what was the, uh, um, the Eddie Murphy movie with oh. the vampire, vampire in Brooklyn. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's, of course, that the, was great. The Blade franchise. The Blade, uh, yeah. Which is, you know, probably... Uh, shy of uh, the uh, exploitation film Blackula, Blade is probably the most iconic black vampire, uh, yeah. but still like not not really well represented. And I like where you're going. I would I would love to see more vampire lore from other parts of the world. And I think of it that even like we've talked about the passage before, uh, the uh, Justin Cronin book turned uh, failed miniseries or TV series, whatever. <laughs> that uh, the the like patient zero contracts the vampire virus in I think Bolivia, which means that like they're drawing on like like either Justin created this or maybe there's existing lore of vampires deep in the jungles of like the, the, the South America. Um, yes, tell me more. Tell me, me I, more. I did also forget to mention, of course, another great vampire film of a non-white vampire is A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Yes. Uh, which was an Arabic vampire, nice. oh. uh, which is which is great. So that was another, which by the way, if you have not watched that movie, 
Go watch the movie. Listen to our episode on it. It was such a fantastic movie. Uh, that is still like one of my favorite vampire movies, like yeah. of all time. Like it's easily top five. Yeah, and I mean, um, it's just so good. It, it could easily have a, a place in uh, you know top lists for shows that are for films that we've covered, for sure. Totally. Yeah, absolutely, Which, absolutely. After five years, is a large number of films. It's a large number. It's like you know, two hundred and what seventy-two now, yeah, um, uh, minimum. Yeah, I mean, closer to three hundred with all like bonus and like doubles and stuff like that. So yeah, we, yeah, we've talked about a lot of films, and that was a fucking good one. Yeah. So, uh, so the the couple, the main couple, Birdie and Lacey, um, are you know they're they're tasked with the case, right? So they're on the case, and that you know they do a couple of missions. And then they're like, you know, the head of the agency is like, we're going to honeypot them, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is what we're going to do. Like, Birdie, you're going to go in, pretend to be this person, get close to him, try to figure out all his secrets. So Birdie is now, you know, uh, in in on the ground and and uh, right up with the uh, with uh, comrade Fabian, mm-hmm. who is the uh, the vampire. And, uh, and, and so there he is, you know, there she is. She's right with him. She's learning about him. They're getting close. You know, there's nothing like physical has happened, uh, you know, really, but she has to be very flirty with him. And of course her boyfriend doesn't like this No. and he's so stupidly jealous that he almost ruins the missions like several times he, over. He's really bad at his job. He really is because like, you know, look, she's not going to run away with this dude. He, they, they suspect him to be a vampire and a bad person. And she's an agent of the law. Like she's not going to be like, I'm leaving you for this gangster potentially, you know what they think he is, you know, like that's not going to happen. She's playing her part. She's being a spy. Mm -hmm. You kind of got to be okay with it. Like that's kind of the thing you have to be like, look, Either one of us could end up having to go in and honeypot someone like that is the that is the world we live in. That is our jobs. You kind of got to be okay with it. There's it's a, like dating a stripper. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I guess that, that does work, yeah. I mean, it is. You know, it's like, you know, or any any sex worker really is like you kind of have to understand that that's, this is that's what the they job. do for their job. Yeah. It's not an emotional thing. It is just their job. Well, there's like slight implication that maybe she's interested in him, but like we don't know for sure. And yeah, when it comes down to it, like Lacey should be trusting his partner. Uh, but we also get a sense that Lacey is not really a like a trusting or like caring or empathetic person by nature, uh, which is mostly revealed through the uh, again what probably should have been comic relief, but just like flat jokes made by the the old couple that live below them mostly mocking how uh, quickly he finishes in bed yeah that was another weird thing uh, about this so like you know lacy is her boyfriend from the start of the movie mm-hmm. they are together that's their thing but like they don't paint lacy in a good light no. even by himself no like he is bumbling at best uh, you know, like he's just a terrible guy. You know, he's he's an unattentive lover. Mm-hmm. He's you know, like uh, he's just bad at everything. So at no time in the movie was I like, oh, I'm Birdie, but you got Lacey. I was like, fuck Lacey, go yeah. with go with the vampire dude. Like, he's fucking good looking and drives a nice car. Yeah, he's got sweet <laughs> style. He is charming. Yeah. He is nice. Like, and as far as we can tell, he's. He's far from being a monster. Like, he's just, like, he's kind of, he's, you know, technically, he's old. He's tired of all this bullshit. He's doing the, the tour because it's what's expected to of him as a member of the party. But, like, he doesn't want to be there. He wants to be back in, in California schmoozing with, like, Jaja and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's <laughs> the thing. Like, he doesn't even, like... It isn't malicious, like the 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 whole idea of the blood bank and thing like that. And he even says, like, you know, she's like, we should go to the blood bank, and he's like, no, I I don't want to go there. I don't want to go to that blood bank where he is getting free blood. Like mm-hmm. he even turns it down because he's like, no, they can do it without me. They don't need me. You know, the workers will be happy to leave early. Yeah. You know, he is very like he he was very he's very nice. He is nice to her. He was nice to Bertie. He was respectful. He never like physically put the moves on her. Nope. You know, like we see him with, uh, before Birdie, we see him with um, uh, the Vietnamese um, ambassador mm-hmm. who comes to him mm-hmm. 
and hits on him. So like he didn't like seek her out and was all scummy or anything like that. Like, no, he was just in his hotel room and she walks in and is like, Hey, and he's like, Hey, and she's like, yo, let's do this. And he's like, yeah, bitch, let's go. You know, like, but like, he's, he's, he's nice. He's a good guy. Like he's cool. The, one of the few sequences in this film that I did really like, so the, they're in, uh, essentially a sweatshop. It's a, a garment factory of some sort. And they're like, he's, he's entertaining the women with stories of his, of his time in the war. And they like have one of the girls sing a song for him. And <clears throat> someone has a like red soft drink. It's got hushi. Uh, and it's some sort of like, you know, fruit flavored red soft drink. He like, Triggers a power outage, steals the bottle, empties it, and pours some of the blood into it, grabs a blanket, and fucks off up to the roof, uh, which is great. He's just like, I'm out. This is dumb. And he's just sitting, sipping his blood on the roof, wrapped in his blanket. And, of course, Maria follows him up there, Birdie. And uh, they they have this whole conversation. And he tells her about, like, the last time he was on a roof. Again, Zsa Zsa Gabor. Great, uh, great name drop here. Uh, and then he's like, you know, we should, you know, we should trust each other. And he does do like trust falls at the edge of the building. And, you know, she does several falling into him. He catches her. It's kind of a, a sweet moment. And then she's like, but what about you as he's about to leave? And then she loses her footing and starts to fall off the building and he whips the blanket around so she can grab it and saves her last minute. It's like, that's a cool move. That's like hella smooth, hella suave. It was really cool. And like, yeah. Like then the, the moment's kind of over, but I was like, "That's see, birdie, birdie." Like, I mean, look at this guy's got sweet style. He's got a dope yeah. car. He's got the moves, and like he, like he's demonstrated. He'll protect you. Like fucking, just like fuck out of there. Like leave the leave the party. Leave Lacey. Go go travel the world with this dude. You you've you figured out at this point. You know he's a vampire. And like let's let's be honest. And yeah. the narration at the beginning in her voice is talking about like I always wanted to be I wanted to live forever. And of course we uh we we, we didn't even cover how this uh starts with the the you know the ending sequence and then the flashback. And then they think, yeah. We like the very beginning of the movie is her doing this voiceover as she's being shot in the stomach talking about like I wanted to live forever. And we're like Okay, so either she dies or this is going to be a thing where like she gets turned into a vampire. And, like that's that's our setup here. Uh, and then we take the entire course of the movie to to get back to that. But like it's implied at the very beginning that that's what she wants and so like fucking take it, just do it. Your life kind of yeah. sucks. Like we can see it. You're not happy. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. And then of course, you know, the film progresses and we get to the climax of it where Laszlo has has kidnapped Birdie because he gets too jealous and he's like, "No, I'm just going to go after this guy. Like, we're done here. You know, you you don't get to do, you know, you no more, sh- you know, flirting with the guy." And of course, uh she gets broken out by the head of the uh spy agency and that ambassador that is going to be bitten by a vampire. Mm-hmm. And they're like, take me to, you know, take me to Fabian. We're we're gonna like we're doing this. We're gonna offer him basically like either you do this, you you bite her, um, and then you can have whatever you want in the blood banks. You can you can have full control of the blood bank, or we shove garlic down your throat, basically. Um, so he's like, okay, this is what we're doing. The train lands in the train station. But of course, Laszlo, uh, Lacey is there and he jumps out and he attacks Fabian. He, he locks up, uh, Birdie again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just as he's about to like put the finishing blows on, um, on, on the vampire, you know, uh, Birdie comes out and smashes him in the head. And then the, uh, the spy agency guy and the ambassador come out and are like, Hey, so here's the deal. This is what we're going to do. And they offer to, you know, the direct to, uh, Fabian. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. And they're like, well, then we're going to kill you right here and now. And he's like, okay. (laughs) And then, uh, you know, so then the spy agency guy pulls a gun out and shoots birdie. And that's where he's like, uh, so now she's dying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're like, what are we going to do? Like, we need help. You know, Lacey runs by her side and he's like, fuck. And so he goes, Fabian goes and bites her and makes her drink from his blood to convert her to a vampire. 
Um, and of course she does. She wakes up. She uh, beats up the spy agency guy, um, you know, because he shot her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, totally fair. And her and Fabian run away together <laughs> which which is the ending she deserves it is the ending she deserves and she gets a, a little bit more of an ending but, but first i want to just make sure that we briefly mention the way in which lacy decides to fight the vampire like he comes bursting through the door with a, a string of garlic cloves around his neck and like a bottle of the actually a hussy bottle uh full of holy yeah. water and a cross and he makes some comment about like have you had Jesus in your ass? I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what and the like fuck? the like the vampire ducks into one of the train cars and he just chucks the the cross through the window and we see like a flash of light and like the vampire stumbles out the other side. So he follows him and literally just starts hucking grenade or like uh, garlic cloves at him uh, in his own words, like a hand grenade. And it's just yeah. burning the guy and then like takes a big swig of the holy water and spits it on him. And, like He's just like little by little, just like, chipping away and then like takes like a rosary and like starts beating him like it's brass knuckles. I'm like this, like they're just, they're really leaning into every trope and I love it. They don't, they don't leave anything. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was really, it was really good. And the whole garlic thing was a, was a point throughout the movie because at one point, uh, Bertie is in, uh, um, Fabian's hotel room. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is, she passes out at a party, uh, oh, she was going to donate blood. Yeah. But then uh, a hair pops, or they use chloroform to knock out a woman who drops the balloon pops. And the the Vietnamese guy getting the transfusion jumps up and freaks out, yep. which yanks the uh, the needle out of Birdie's arm and just blood's, of course, splattering everywhere. And, uh, uh, you know, Fabian takes her up to his uh, apartment to, like, you know, clean her up and or into his hotel room to, like, clean her up and get her back into, you know, get her, like, feeling okay. And the the spy agency guys are in the next room monitoring everything. They hooked everything up to cameras Uh and microphones. And Lacey is eating a sausage. Yeah. And, you know, in the middle of, like, he he's, like, rubbing Birdie's feet to, like, you know, make her feel better. And then he's like, what? <laughs> what? And then he, he goes and he goes, hey, neighbor, put away that sausage. And he's like, you see him in the other room? And he's like, uh, uh, and he just puts the whole thing in his mouth. Which, like, uh, a little, that's, I mean, that's a little bit presumptuous, Fabian, that, like, you can just tell your neighbor not to eat their sausage. Yeah, right? Like, there's also another moment where Lacey is following them and they're in a swimming pool and Lacey lights up a cigarette and they're, like, really far away from this point. Which, by the way, did you notice Lacey's camera was mounted on a gun? Yes. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, that was awesome. Giant lens camera that he's holding with, like, a pistol grip. I'm like, that's, I want that. I know, that would be cool. (laughs) I just feel like. Talk about shooting pictures. Hey. Hey. But yeah, uh, and then like the old couple, you know, cooks some like pastry tarts with garlic on them. And like it, there's a big like sausage party at the Union Warehouse or whatever. I don't fucking know. An actual know. party an actual, about sausage. An actual party with sausages. I think it, it was the- <laughs> not, um, not a slaying sausage party. The the one at the, the foundry, I think, that that uh, Fabian wanted to skip because there were going to be sausages and beers after for the for the workers. And he knew yeah. like, I can't be around all the that garlicky sausage, which- not gonna lie, like, nah, I just really want a, like a good fucking brat right now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would love a garlicky sausage right now, <laughs> ladies. Uh, um, <laughs> but uh, Fabian does eventually turn uh, Birdie into a vampire in order to save her life, as you said, and. Uh, he gives Lacey his car, like you know, the Austrian border is two hours away. Fucking go run and so uh lacy's able to defect to eventually to the u.s through austria and he joins the fbi and gives them all sorts of insider information ends up writing a book about his adventures where he very much embellishes uh, all of the things that that happen uh but we do see that uh maria birdie uh gets to to just live out her life and you know we see her on a, a subway she meets another vampire they cut their tongues and make out it's pretty hot <laughs> was that not Fabian? No, that totally wasn't. That was someone else. Okay. It looked a lot like him. And that's how I was like, like, uh, that's too, like, is this Fabian? S- like just with a beard? Yeah, it was a similar style, but it was definitely a different guy. Yeah. Yeah. 
interesting. She's just living her sexy life. She is. Uh, off and about. Yeah, so that is... Life. That is transported into 2020. Mm -hmm. So that is that is what happened, you know, from there, uh, the, you know, from 1970 uh, Hungary to now 2020 in America uh, and, and around the place. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and thus ends our movie. Um, so, you know, the thing about this movie we talked about, like, there are quirky moments um you know i think the the old couple was probably the funniest uh of them but that's not saying much no they should have been and i'm i'm positive that they were intended to be comic relief they just like the jokes didn't land and it was mostly just again mostly just mocking laszlo's performance in bed uh, yeah and like also like not not like being very clearly nosy neighbors but also having no fucking clue what's going on around them yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, that's another thing about the, like, Bertie and, and Lacey's, like, sex life is shown and discussed a lot yeah. throughout the movie. Um, to an awkward degree. To an awkward degree, because it's like, it, it, it makes you feel like that's the only thing they had going for them, and even that wasn't great. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for her, she even says, like... Mm -hmm. Maybe we could do it from behind next time. Maybe, you know, she's like making suggestions to make it better for her. Yeah. And he's just like, what do you mean? Like, you know, it's just really weirdly aloof about like her, uh, her pleasure on her end. What do you mean? I think um, it's great. Is, right. You know, which is really weird, you know? Um, but then of course he, he's also like, um, uh, awkward about it, you know, cause he's even like, Am I too heavy for you? When when he's on her, and she's like, "No, it's fine." He's like, "Okay, wait, is this good? Like, is this good for you?" And she's like, "Yeah, totally." Uh, you know, but like, you could tell that it's awkward. You know, like there's this sort of insecurity in him, yeah, but not no willingness to actually do anything different. I forget the exact quotes, but like, there's also a couple of times where he's just like blatantly a misogynist prick to her, and I'm just like, "Man, like, yeah, this this is not how you like keep a relationship strong, my dude." Yeah, no, he was terrible, and I'm glad that they don't stay together yeah. uh, in the end of the movie. Same. So, uh, so that is Comrade Dracula. Um, it is available on Tubi TV for free as of time of recording this episode. So if you are the type of person that likes to watch the movies after we review them, should you watch this movie? I wouldn't bother. There's, there are so many vampire movies out there, and a lot of them are bad, but they're bad in a fun way. I mean, if you're on Tubi TV anyway, the very first movie we covered, the one that inspired us doing this whole month of vampire movies, Billy the Kid versus Dracula. Arguably a terrible film, but so much fun. And like to the point where we still talk about it five years later. You can watch that on Tubi. There are dozens of vampire movies like new classic foreign american like you have your pick i would skip this one yeah i mean it's stylized cool uh you know uh fabian the vampire is really cool and suave yeah like he's cool to watch like every time he's on screen i'm like this fucking guy yeah. here we go he's doing he's gonna do something cool Birdie is great. Mm -hmm. uh, I think she did a really good job. Um, I liked Birdie's character. I like how it develops throughout the the film. Um, but like everyone else, they can fuck off. Yeah, like most of their yeah. plots didn't really make any sense. Their the performances were pretty wooden, and like we I just have no reason to care about any of them. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so eh, maybe I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence. Uh, I feel like maybe watch it. Maybe if you speak Hungarian, watch the movie. Yeah. Uh, it might be really funny to you or feel different. Uh, but, you know, the the subtitled version didn't hit the same way I wanted it to. Um, yeah, I'm on the fence. I feel like this is a, if it appeals, if this appeals to you in any way, give it a shot. It's, you know, it's a short movie. You know, it's only like an hour 40 or something like that. Yeah. I don't even think it's that long. It was, um, it's listed at an hour 35. And I, I, you know what? I will say a positive thing about this. So many times we talk about like just constantly fucking checking the time. Like how long is this goddamn movie? Is it over yet? I didn't feel that with this movie. It did flow well enough that like it, it didn't, it didn't bore me. It just wasn't good. Yeah. 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 
Um, so there it is. Uh, we've got one more episode left in our uh, Vampula or, or Dracula uh, Vampula, our Dracula month. Our Vampula uh, month. And uh, so whereas this one wasn't necessarily Dracula, um, it was a vampire film. And the next one is going to be Dracula adjacent. Mm. Uh, the next film is called I Had a Bloody Good Time at House Harker, which, of course, um, uh, Jonathan Harker is the accountant that's sent to uh, handle Count Dracula's uh, affairs, his his real estate dealings and all that kind of stuff. I am very interested in this one. We'll, we'll see. So this, uh, the next one appears to be just a straight comedy. It's, you know, think, uh, you know, from, from the description and trailer, it's going to be very Shaun of the Dead-esque comedy uh, to what we think. Is it going to be good? We'll find out. So far, we haven't had a good Dracula, uh, Dracula movie this whole month. Yeah. Um, but maybe this this will be the one uh, to to uh, seal out the deal. We can hope. And then we kick into April. And look, uh, last April we played we played a little prank on you. Uh, we listed our uh, titles as very big popular movies, but then did movies um, that were uh, uh, what they call mockbusters, yes. where they were uh, uh, basically mocked up versions of blockbuster movies like we did top gunner but labeled it as top gun uh which is one we did one about fast and the furious and i forgot what the name of that one was uh i don't remember either and then we did one that was about this like like suicide squad yep uh, which is really weird like a large fantasy uh like universe that cinematic universe that we didn't realize going in um, look, I'm not saying that's going to happen again in April, but you know what? It might. It might. Uh, you, gotta, you know, got to stay on your toes. You have no idea yeah, what we're going to so, do. So you'll never know. You'll never know what we uh, what we do. Um, so the only way to know is by hitting subscribe. Which, by the way, if you did hit subscribe and you haven't uh, listened to our last episode, our bonus episode that we just put out this past Thursday, we covered the entire series of The Last of Us. Oh, so if you are caught up, so good. You want to listen to that because you know it ended really big, and we're excited to we were excited to have uh, talked about it. Yeah, yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah, so there it is, everyone. Thanks a lot for listening, and we super appreciate it. And we will see you next time. Mm-hmm.